Hey, Runetic Fringe, it's me, your friendly neighborhood dungeon master, Matt Adam. It's been a while, and uh, we'll be back on Christmas, but in the spirit of the holiday season, here's a little preview of what you can expect when we come back with a story that I call The Dream Job. Without further ado, get ready, and let's roll. Do it! All right, here we go. So the world spins and spins and spins and something is fucking with the gravity as you plummet across the stairwell towards the big mirror. You expect it to shatter. You expect it to bounce off the wall. You expect it to hurt in some way, shape, or form. But nope, boonk, right through, just like landing in a pool of water. But then, oh, then the gravity goes differently as you bounce off the bowl of the big gnarly oak tree and hit every branch on the way down now you feel every one of them bam 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 and smack until you land face first in the mossy ground with a big root across your ribs it knocks the wind out of you your vision swims in stars and you think that you might vomit there's a creaking as you draw a breath and uh, fight your way back up to your knees and uh, as you look around, you are in a primeval forest. And high above you, probably 80 feet in the air, there is a square of light that shines in the darkness of the canopy. So nobody saw that, at least. Well, that's a plus. No, you appear to be alone. The forest is crawling with all kinds of noises, though, and there is motion everywhere just beyond what you can see. Although you can't really seem to make out from where there appears to be like a, a humming, a thrumming, a vibration in the air that causes it to throb and pulse all around you, although without sound. Well, I'll just frantically sort of like pat myself over, make sure I've got all my stuff and especially check the see if my uh, satchel, my uh, my folio is still there. It's hanging from a branch about halfway up the tree from where you fell. Well, crap. Guess I'm going to have to go back up and get that. Well, once you've managed to gather your breath and uh, correct yourself, because fuck, that hurt, man. You fell, you fell down an 80-foot tree. The fall, A straight fall would have killed you. The interrupted fall was not pleasant, but at least you're alive. I know all about that from personal experience. <laughs> I'm sure. You manage to get your feet underneath you and stand up and grab the uh, bark of the tree and start climbing up. It's probably 15 feet of hard pulling and like, you know, kind of humping the tree with your knees to pull yourself up the bark to the point where you can grab one of the lowest branches. But when that happens, you manage to haul yourself up. You've been, you've kept yourself in pretty decent shape for a lawyer. Still not as young as I used to be. And this many pull-ups in a row is just not fucking cool at all, right? Like, it's a straight pull-up into a pull into a push down, you know, to get yourself up to the next branch and then climb to the next one and then to the next one. It is a full hour climbing the 80 feet you fell. By the time you get up there, you look, and out at the end of the branch, just about 20, 15 feet out the bow, there's... Uh, 
there's there's a window in the air it's just hanging there and uh it looks out onto the landing up towards jobsworth's bedroom at jobsworth's house off of barrister row uh how about my uh my satchel my papers how are they did i did i grab them on the way up you, you grab those and uh the satchel seems undisturbed when you open it up uh the papers have been shaken around one of your ink bottles has spilled and ruined a minor contract that you were working on but you know i mean smell spilled milk really the uh thing you're most frantically searching for obviously is the glass pen the magma made for you right yeah it is unharmed okay good well and and also that is my tome the uh the satchel um, the other thing, well, yeah, I mean, like, there's been a bit of damage to the tome, nothing you can't fix, like, overnight. Just get it to your desk, you can clean it out and clean it up. It's You've spilled ink in it before, it's no big deal. But uh, that pen, when you pull it out here, in the gloaming of the fey light of wherever the hell you are, uh, it's luminous, man. Like, it is a light in the dark. It is about as bright as a glow stick. Well, that'll come in handy. It'll make it that much harder to lose, hopefully. All right. Well, how's how's the tree look? Um, like it's a big, big oak, I, I, I guess. Eh? Like an eight, well, an eighty footer at least. Ancient, yeah. It goes way up beyond this too, right? Like you, you're just eighty feet up off the ground. There's still all kinds of tree atop this. And the, uh, the window is out past a bow, or I can kind of, like, climb out you, the bow you, to it? You, you could walk out a bow to it, but it would be, uh, I mean, it would be a balancing act. It's not like you're a tightrope artist, and you'd have to shimmy out there. But, I mean, with a, with a decent athletics or acrobatics check at your option, you, uh, you could make it out there. I know my two big stats are dexterity and charisma, but I don't think I took any. No, didn't take any extra proficiencies in acrobatics or athletics. I'll give a, well, I don't know, like, shit, yeah, nothing, nothing ventured, nothing gained. I'll try an acrobatics. All right. Roll it straight. Just uh, dexterity with. Uh... Just a dexterity check with your bonus. Nine. Okay, so you get out there and the bow bends and shakes and you overcorrect and, and like your feet slip and you, you like you plummet again. You fall like two or three stories until you catch on to you you catch one this time. It doesn't uh, you don't bounce off of it. You catch uh you catch a bow this time and you hang on to it and your legs are swinging and your satchel is, you know, pendulously winging around and you know, there's leaves everywhere, and you're 20 feet down. Okay, well, I'll scratch that plan, and I guess shimmy back uh, back up and just carefully climb back down without any more of that nonsense. All right. Well, as you're as you're kind of climbing down, you you kind of look up and you can see that uh, there's a there's a shadow, or like it appears somebody looking through the the hole. Like, from where you can see, you can see, like, a humanoid figure there. Kind of from below, as though you were looking into a window, an attic window from the sidewalk in front of a house. 
I suppose I'll just wave and shout. Do you Clyde try climbing back up so they can maybe see you or? Yeah, back up to the bow, but not like way out onto it like I was. All right, well, when you climb back up there, you get up to the bow, it takes you a good five minutes. Uh, you know how to do it now, right? So it, it's not as much of a challenge, but uh, you, you get up there, and w- when you get up there, Jobsworth is straightening his tie in, in a mirror, it looks like. Well, that doesn't seem right. And then he stops and looks in the mirror, and you think he can see you. Jobsworth? Yes, sir. Do you think you could help me out here? Won't be a moment, sir. I'll be right back with just the thing. Where did he get that Bailey Mina Street accent? Is that what you sound like when you put him on? Oh, even the best servants occasionally have a rough edge. Existing independently, I would say, is the bigger concern right now. So you're like, well, so you're watching him as he, he kind of rushes away and you're like, relieved, right? Like, okay, okay this is weird, but surely like, he's going to go get a rope or something, right? When he comes back, he's got uh, the shillelagh that he keeps by the door. He's I'm awful sorry about this, sir, but orders are orders and uh, nobody likes to tangle with himself. And with that, he takes the shillelagh. And uh, you start, like, plunging out the branch, because, like, fuck this. You see, he's going to break the mirror, and this currently is your only way back. You go lunging out the branch, and he just swings and shatters it. Then you see all the pieces fall. As you lose your footing and kind of swing down the branches again to the ground to land in a heap. Well, I hope you enjoyed this little tale of our notorious notary abroad in the undying lands. Come back on Christmas Eve when you find out where this leads and what happened to the rest of the Rapscallions in the meantime. All of the music in this episode is licensed through SoCan. And in this episode, you heard Never Your Soul by Those Poor Bastards, cover of the Cure song A Forest by Twinkle Twinkle Little Rockstar. And this is Gogol Bordello's Other Side of Rainbow. Eric Martin played Nari Hulu, the notorious notary, and, well, I'm Matt Adam, producer, narrator, creator, director of these episodes. You can drop us a line at runelanders at gmail.com, find us at CastTheRunes on Twitter, and look for us on Facebook. We'll see you on Christmas Eve. Until then, take good care.
other side of rainbow and it was black and white it was black and white I've seen the other side of rainbow and it was black and white it was black and white the way to freedom the way to freedom that I know 